everyone, and welcome to Me, You, Us, a well-being podcast. It's Well-Being Wednesday here at Consumers Energy. And if you remember last Wednesday, we talked with John Broshak about leaning in on racism. This week, we'll be talking about social well-being with Dr. Jesse. You may remember Dr. Jesse from a few podcasts ago where he talked about physical well-being. For those of you who didn't tune in, Dr. Jesse, please introduce yourself and we'll get the conversation started. Yeah, thank you for having me back on the podcast, Bill. Um, I'm glad to be here with everybody. Uh, my name is Jesse Guasco. I'm an osteopathic physician at Michigan State University. Uh, I've been an attending physician now there, meaning I've kind of gone through all the phases. Uh, this is my third year in, and I have uh, got a split practice between both the psychiatry department, so training in mental health, as well as osteopathic manipulative medicine. So uh, doing more pain and rehabilitative tech work. Again, it's interesting you do have that psychiatric and uh, kind of medical um, background that really kind of lends itself to our discussion today, as a matter of fact. Um, so I wanted to start out with a quote I found online, and I believe this comes from the World Health Organization, uh, and it says, health is a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being, and not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. And this quote goes all the way back to, I would say, the late 30s or early 40s. So the idea of social well-being in the holistic thought process is nothing new, but social well-being is, is new to me and new to many of our listeners as kind of a pillar of overall holistic well-being. So can we start out with talking about, you know, what is social well-being? What does that really mean? Well, kind of um, uh, piggybacking off of that quote from the um, WHO website, uh, you know, I kind of think about social well-being as as being a part of that overall state of well-being. So it encompasses, you know, developing and maintaining meaningful relationships, you know, being able to communicate effectively with people, um, being respectful, uh, kind to yourself and other people. That's regardless of cultural background or any other sort of, you know, diversity. Um, and, uh, you know, and then, you know, important to create a, a support network for yourself. So I think all of those things encompass social well-being. People may struggle with that now because we're doing what we call social distancing, which is really kind of physical dis- distancing, but it doesn't lend itself to social interaction. So what are some signs of good social well-being? So I, I think um, a lot of times in a state of general ease it's harder to tell but i guess in a state of disease so if you are in a state of stress knowing that you have a good support network to kind of fall back to or have to to kind of help guide you through i think that would be a good indicator that you that you have kind of built yourself a network and and that's a, that i think that's an important uh, a sign of, of good or healthy social well-being in addition to that um you know being able to like i said communicate effectively in social situations individual relationships at work, feeling nurtured and supported in relationships and feeling that they're well-maintained. So I would assume signs of a troubled social well-being would kind of be the opposite of those things, right? Yeah. So feeling disconnected, feeling like you're not understood, uh, not feeling like you're close to people or having intimate, uh, you know, relationships, limited supports, um, I think those are some of the main things that you would see. And a lot of times people in, in states of distress will, they'll avoid social situations. And that is also an indicator, I think. So are there any good um, assessment tools or, or, or someplace where I can go to maybe do a self-assessment if I'm, if I'm not sure? 
Um, one of the things that I found um, in some of my research into this was the National Institute of Health uh, Organizations, so NIH.gov, um, has a social wellness checklist. And I thought that was kind of a, a nice, easy to use sort of, um, you know, uh, a st structured kind of approach so people can kind of say, you know, it's not this big in-depth thing. You can kind of go on there and run through some of these things and say, you know, kind of get a barometer to where you are. I think that's one, one of the good ways to go about it because most people are like, what does that even mean? You know, where, where do I fit in all this? So, so I go out to NIH.gov, I do this checklist and I go, you know, maybe I'm not doing so well with this. Where would be, where would be a good place to go for help once I've kind of gotten to that point? Before I get to the, where you go for help or some of the, some of the things to think about, I'd say uh, psychology today, actually, when I was even just, if you just Google that or psychology, there was a, a quick self-assessment on there. I think they actually call it the quick self-assessment of well-being. Um, and it has the social aspects in there. It has physical things in that as well. But I think that's another, another tool to kind of um, to assess. In terms of, you know, you know, tips or, or tools for, for kind of improving on social well-being. Um, I think during this time of COVID, like you were mentioning before, I mean, to be human means to have a sense of connectedness, right? So, and right now, I think people are struggling. Maybe they've found ways to kind of get around it, but I think people are struggling to kind of figure out how do they do that while they're social distancing, right? Um, one of the things I heard recently, which I think is wonderful, is just making making cold calls to people that you don't usually talk to because, um, you know, you, sh you sure have the time at this point. And it pe I think a lot of times people get that apprehensiveness of like, what does that mean? Does that mean I'm like now kind of committed to something or whatever? And the, 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 the fact that we're all kind of social distancing, um, I, I think those things, those strings are not attached at this point. So just being able to reach out to people, I think it would be very odd that if you did not, if you did that, you would not feel good afterwards. And I, so I think that's a, a tool, uh, a tip I would give people. I think also just working on kind of expressing more clearly your needs in relationships, working on empathy, meaning, you know, seeing things from other people's perspective. And, and I think that's one way to kind of build relationships. Um, that also goes for during this time of, of uh, unrest from a political and social standpoint where people are having tough conversations and, and, and really being able to, if you were going to do that, engage in that with family or whoever, um, being able to kind of see other people's perspective and, and not creating bigger rifts for, for in, your, in your social circles. Other things are to, you know, um, maybe get involved in organizations and volunteering and some things like that would be able to, would be a way to kind of get connected in your community. What are some of the benefits of good social well-being? Because, I mean, I can be healthy and physically active and out running and eating, eating right and practicing all of these other good practices. But if I'm lacking in, in social well-being, you know, what, what are the benefits of making sure that I take care of that as well? So I think just a greater sense of fulfillment. Like you said, you could be as buff as you want and have the best diet ever. But if you don't have that sense of connectedness, that, that kind of like core thing that we need, then it's not well-rounded. That's, that's why it's part of that, that well-being, you know, puzzle. So I think in addition to that, uh, it gives people a better sense of purpose and meaning in their life, uh, which is a, you know, kind of a core aspect of being content or happiness, contentment. And uh, with that, emotional health typically improves with people that have better social uh, connectedness uh, as well as their mental health. So I want to go back to something you talked about earlier, and that was being empathetic towards people. And many times people will confuse being sympathetic with being empathetic. And sometimes sympathetic isn't helpful in a situation. So could you really kind of go through the difference between those two and why there's that important distinction? 
So I think when we think of sympathy, we think of, oh, I feel, I, I feel sorry for you, or I can, I can kind of experience that emotion that you're experiencing. Um, and so and somebody comes to you and they talk about a loss or something like that, and you, you kind of feel bad for them and, and, and kind of can put yourself in that situation a little bit. Whereas as empathy, um, even though we use it interchangeably, empathy is actually really putting yourself in that person's, like we say, that person's shoes and really trying to, to, to get all the aspects of their perspective um, and, and take that in. So it's more of a, I think, of a broad sense of what is somebody's experience as opposed to just sharing that, that similar feeling of feeling bad about something. So we are coming to the end of the podcast, but before we do that, is there anything else you'd like to share? Um, I, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but you know, it, it, this may hit home for some people, if, especially this is kind of a work podcast sort of thing. But, you know, the social connectedness, as you could probably tell, uh, or the social well-being, um, really kind of, you know, what you had asked earlier about what, what are some of the benefits. I think for, for people that can it's, it's a really important aspect of meeting career and professional goals as well, because if you can communicate more effectively, make your needs you know, known and be clear and concise in the way you communicate, I think that is a, is a very important factor in, in where you move in your career as well. So I wanted to mention that since this is a, kind of a work sort of podcast. And then people, if they really feel like on a social checklist, like that they're, if they, if they wanna try that, or they're just thinking, taking inventory of things, and they really feel like they are struggling, maybe from more of a broad perspective across relationships, I would consider, you know, maybe maybe seeking one-on-one individual counseling or something like that, because I think that is one of the biggest benefits of, of psychotherapy um, is, is kind of working on, you know, where you fit in relationships and, and how, that, how that pattern can be improved. Thanks again, Dr. Jesse, for being here and talking us through social well-being. And thank you to the audience for listening in. Please join us next week when we'll talk about financial well-being and some of the tools that are available to you.